Welcome everybody to Did You Bring Earplugs, a musical misadventure with four marvelous malcontents. I'm Julian. I'm Mike. I'm Sasha. I'm Julian. And joining us as always is the ghost of Phoebe Bridgers who will not talk on mic because her incorporeal form does not possess physical vocal cords. She is not yet or any more capable of vibrating the moisture in the air so that it produces sound in our cochlear, cochlear ear bones. Uh, this Whoa. is a podcast where we talk about music stuff, and folks, we are in the frigid, not quite icy grips of fall, fall of the season, not the fall of the band, not the fall the television show, not um, the fall of the House of Usher, which was an Edgar Allan Poe short story. Um, it's also not... Um, uh, falling up, which is I think like a book or something. Um, it's none of those things. And really, how better to know what a thing is than to know what it's not? So today we're talking about our favorite fall albums. Now, what does that mean? I'm not exactly sure. Historians are still debating, but I think what we're going for is uh, albums that remind us of the fall season. They give us those hashtag fall vibes. Um, so who wants to start us off? Jillian, you're looking very fall today. Oh, thank you. Between the the hue of your hair, wow. the coziness of your outfit, the color of your plaid button down, mm -hmm. the fact that there are crunched up leaves in your hair. There are. Um, that, uh, that, uh, muddy hands. That your hands are muddy. Um, blood that, all over your face. <laughs> yeah, blood all over your face. You're just Bottom dripping... Blood. With pumpkin guts, um, and you stepped on a squirrel on the way here. Yeah. Aww. So why, why, don't you, why don't you kick us off? Preferably not with the shoe that hit the squirrel. <laughs> oh my goodness, I had such a hard time picking the album I was going to do today. Because I think once fall hits, I listen to a whole different set of, I don't want to say discography, but like so many artists, I just wait till the fall like happens for me to listen to them um and i think the album i decided on mm, it's gonna be midnight organ pipe by fright and rag hey nice. mm -hmm. i get the name up right yep um i love fright and rabbit and that's obviously the album that um got them to where they eventually were going to be was it like their them. first um no it was their second um and I actually like the rest of their discography as well. I think a lot of people who are purists, like, you know, stop after Midnight Organ Fighter, maybe even Pedestrian Verse, but I actually really loved Painting of a Panic Attack as well. But today we're talking about Midnight Organ Fight. Um, it's just a solid album from start to finish. And I think it's so crisp and it just flows so well with some chilly weather and, like, walking to your bus stop. Um... Favorite songs? How do you even fit? Um, obviously, Modern Lover is incredible. And vital parts fall from his system and dissolve in Scottish rain. Vitally, he doesn't miss him, he's too fucked up to care. Was I you? Back for even more, they tell you the same. You must 
backwards walk, poke, floating in the fourth, but that's very, 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 very sad to listen to now for obvious reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, and it just gets better in the fall. So. Yeah, and, and it helps that um, they're from Scotland, Scotland, which I think is just a country of perpetual fall. It of, is. Uh, just, you know, you, you're born wearing a cable knit sweater mm -hmm. with a, a cup of hot cider or tea in your hands. You sure are. And, um, yeah. Uh, I also love a singer whose accent you can hear through their singing yes! voice. And so Scott, much, Hutchison, yeah. you can, Scott Hutchison, you can, you can, you can taste his accent it's so thick but it's beautiful it's it's um it's it's really evocative i do i love hearing his accent while he sings it's so crazy that like anyone else from the uk loses it i was listening to churches the other day mm -hmm. and i was like how does she she's also scottish mm -hmm. and it's just gone in her yeah. music yeah. how does that happen but his is still so thick mm -hmm. When you sing along with his music, I feel like you also get <laughs> yeah. an accent for yeah. you. A cripple walks among you, tired human being. And and it's it's shrill and raspy in some ways, yeah. but it it really adds to the <sighs> dynamics of his performance. He was such an amazing human too. Like when he passed, I went on a, such a deep dive yeah. into like YouTube interviews and stuff, different performances and. He just seemed like such a sweet, sweet human. And I learned um, that his ex, who he like wrote all of the best songs about, mm -hmm. was like a Big Brother contestant in the UK. Whoa. She's just like a very normal girl. But <laughs> it really doesn't matter who the person is and yeah. you can break your heart. So, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I would like to state my runners up, though. Yes, that, I, I feel like this is it's important. this is almost as important as your it's your final pick. Thank you. Okay, coming in at a hot two. Coming in at number two. Uh, Carrie and Lowell, Superman. Oh man! So so what I'm gathering by these two are is that uh, fall just equates to death. In, yeah, in, in your eyes, it sure does. Okay, kill okay. me now. All right, <laughs> it's in at it's three. fall. Let's die. <laughs> Let's fall and die. Hey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, coming in at number three, Fleet Foxes, self-titled. Another nice. one I was close to picking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although, a little more wintry for me, you know. Just because of white, white winter. winter. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get off your horse. Have you ever sung that in a round with more than two people? No, but I, would I love don't to. want to imagine you. No, like, I no, it's it. pretty good though. I want to do it. <laughs> Um, and my fourth and final, First Aid Kit, Stay Gold. Nice. It's another yeah. good one. First Aid Kit. It's really good. Very good. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I know First Aid Kit. Oh, oh goodness. What? Oh, it's crazy because you love Bright Eyes, and Bright Eyes works with them very, very... Jillian very just quit the, quit the podcast for the fifth time this year. Yeah. Nice. How could you? Are they a Saddle Creek? Oh. Are they an Omaha, Nebraska band? No, they're from Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Sweden. Mm. Actually, after this podcast, I'm going to make you watch a video with me. You're gonna force me. Yeah. You're gonna Ludovico my eyes open, uh -huh. and I'm gonna watch this for first aid kit. Yeah. Uh, wh who who would you say they sound like? They well, they sound like sisters. first aid kit. You jackass. Yeah. The um. Who are also like uh, that little name? <laughs> no. Yeah, but there's only two of them. Yeah. And, so they don't have as many And the harmonies are just like so staggering. Yeah. Um. Uh. God, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Just, I mean, like, there's something undeniable about hearing siblings sing together. Mm -hmm. um, 
and they're both so different, but they also have this like folksy Americana for not being from America at all. Mm -hmm. um, but they have this rendition of Lua with Connor Oberst. <laughs> and they oh, sing, I think, the second or third verse. My heart is slowly and breaking. The guy from Dawes also plays and sings on oh, it. Really? And it's just this like random, I think they're at a festival, some festival in Europe. And they found okay. like a little river, of course. Yeah. Of course and they is. just yeah. like play that song on it. And it's wonderful. Jesus is just a Spanish boy's name. How come one man got so much fame? And to any me, it's pointless to anybody that doesn't have faith. Who's got one raring and ready to go? Sure, I'll go. Um, so my record, um, just kind of like my summer album, it's not indicative in any way, shape, or form to the season, but I listen to it a lot during that season. So when I listen to it, it reminds me of fall. But my yeah, my um, pick for favorite fall album is Writer's Block by Peter Bjorn and John. Oh my god, my yes! So, That's I, an incredible yeah. album. Yeah. Peter Bjorn and Jaren. So it, it was my second year at college and I was getting into Arctic Monkeys and like other dance poppy kind of rock bands mm -hmm. and had stumbled across this band from like a suggestion from a college uh, Pandora classmate. probably um, too. Yeah, and <laughs> Um, I just instantly gravitated towards the record and listened to it for, I think it came out in like August of 2006 and I had listened to it all the way through like the winter, just wow. listened to it way too much. Oh. It's not really a fall album at all, like Let's Call It Off has some tropical sounding mm -hmm. percussions on there, mm -hmm. um, but just reminds me of fall, you know. And but they're, they're also the Swedish, right? I believe Yeah, they're so. a Swedish yeah. pop rock band. Um, but uh, yeah, the album's just really 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 good the depth of their vocalization um really appealed to me at the time like the shins as well there's a lot of vocalization techniques that i you know growing up i would listen to punk and rock and they didn't really use their voice as an instrument other than to sing so to me it was like fresh um you know and some of it's really catchy, like the whistling in Young Folks just gets. No, stuck Young in Folks, your I've head. never, I've never heard that song so repeatedly <laughs> for a thousand times in a row. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Amsterdam also really catchy. Amsterdam has a little whistle hook in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I really like, like that. One. Vocals. like the shoegazy sound yeah. and the simple but catchy drums and it, it picks up at certain points so shoegazy um, is my favorite fugazi punk <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just um that's pretty much it just 
really get out. I feel like solid pick. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's Sweden's whole vibe is like it's it's pretty bright and sunny here, but there's like an undercurrent of darkness. Mm -hmm. People still get sad in Sweden. Yeah. It 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 and it hella snows in Sweden. Like Sweden gets super snowy. So yeah, I I get it. Their latest album, I guess, took like a darker twist compared to their last stuff. Mm. Because Writer's Block like put them on the map Mm -hmm. because it was the first time that. They put a lot of cohesive ideas together from their pre- previous two albums, um, in a lo- and made it poppier and catchier, and it just it blew up. Mm. And um, you know, since then, I think they've released like three or four albums. Um, the later ones, like with diminishing returns, but the latest one, I guess, um, has a bit of a twist. And it's cool. A uh, years old now. Important question: Is Peter Bjorn and Jon actually comprised of three guys named Peter Bjorn and Jon? Yeah. Or is it just a band? So. Name? I believe so. Okay. Um, and and w- one of them is a very prolific producer, yeah, right? He Peter produces a lot. Bjorn, I think, is. Wait, is Peter? Peter, Peter, Peter no, Bjorn, sorry, Peter. And then he's got a friend Peter. John that like. No, really. Not, oh, it is really Peter, Bjorn, and Jorn. It really is like John. So it's a guy named Peter, a guy named Bjorn, Bjorn and a guy named John. Yeah, yeah, and I think Peter is the one that's like the, the producer. Does a lot of work with a lot of the other indie bands. Cool. Well, this will undoubtedly lead to the whistling hook from young folks getting stuck in my head for another ten years. You're so thanks for that. You're um, cool. Good pick. Sasha, do you want to go or do you want me to? Um, I guess I'll go. Sure. Um, <clears throat> um, so I'm picking Fear Fun by Jother, Father John Misty. Mm-hmm. Jother. Uh, <laughs> Jother Monfisty. <laughs> um, which is his like eighth album, like really, but like his fourth album as, or first album as Father John Misty. Mm. So not eighth album, but like. I was reading that he's actually released so much more before this, but anyway. Um, yeah, he he recorded as Jay Tillman for a yeah, while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then moved on to which too sincere for him. Yeah, he well, needs he oh, needs that exactly. layer of irony. And I think well, I was reading about it, and like he kind of, that was kind of what he said. He's like kind of sick with like the realness, I guess, of yeah. Jay Tillman. So that was in between Fleet Foxes and Father yeah. John Misty. Yes, yes, I think he released like know, two or three. Under J. Tillman. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, like, I, again, like, I don't know if this is necessarily the most fall album I could have picked, but um, there are certain songs that do have, like, a spooky feel, like, especially Hollywood Cemetery Forever Sings. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ, girl. Very 
spooky feel to it and also like almost there's some horror imagery and like if you've ever seen the music video um by the way it really does like really showcases that like spooky cemetery horror mm -hmm. death feel um that is definitely one of my favorite songs of his in general it's definitely the song that got me into him and i think the reason is because of the music video um because aubrey plaza's in the music video oh. um oh maybe i have seen it yeah it, it's great um so yeah and she's also very known for being spooky mm -hmm. um <laughs> Ho hollywood in general there's a lot of ghost stories and like haunted oh totally imagery. yeah yeah and especially like I think it's so cool that at the Hollywood Cemetery, they forever they they do concerts. Like mm -hmm. I feel like that's awesome. And movie screenings. There. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's just like a, a major <laughs> reason why I want to like visit there. I've never seen that cemetery before. But anyway, um, but yeah. So like uh, some of the more lo-fi songs, especially, they have sort of this feeling like you could listen to them at a bonfire, or they're almost like campfire songs. Mm -hmm. Like especially like. Um, like I'm writing a novel or Sally Hatchet, they have this very campfire feel, like a sing-along. stylistically fall um but there's there's still like some fun natural elements that like kind of remind you of like taking a, an acoustic guitar into the forest and just playing with dead leaves all around you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but there's also like a very somber feeling to a lot of this music and like i don't know if it's just me but like i sort of equate fall with like seasonal depression totally um, just, totally like, you know, it's kind of hard to, to when the weather gets cold and it gets dark, everyone sort of gets a little sad. It's to stay in. very consistent with my pick as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, there's a lot of mentions of, like, depression and substance abuse. And also, like, um, the fears of, like, fame or fears of, like, loneliness. And I think that's probably part of the reason why it's called Fear Fun. Mm. It's, like, fun times being afraid of these these things. Um, but yeah, like, I I, I think that... You know, seasonal depression really does augment and fall, and maybe that's part of the reason why it reminds me of fall time, um, which is kind of <laughs> fucked up and sad. But it's you know, it's just it's the reality of like living in a place where cold weather and darkness is so prevalent. Um, but yeah, when you're when you're depressed, sometimes all you want to do is just daydream, drink, or do drugs. So. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, if you're locked indoors, it's nice. It's uh, or sometimes you gravitate towards those uh, chemical escapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that totally rings true. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, you know the pretty consistently, not perpetually, be bearded uh, Josh Tillman. You know he has a mm -hmm. he has sort of an inherently fall vibe. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking on his music videos, I would consider mr tillman like a horror music video in yeah, a way i would too yeah it's a never-ending nightmare of him killing yeah. himself and it, driving up and discovering his dead body and it just loops indefinitely it, and that song is also a little eerie too which is that kind of mm -hmm. it's it's pt through the lens of uh, old hollywood yeah totally <laughs> totally but yeah i love that album yeah 
think Robert Darnisty consistently puts out good albums. So. Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad that he's mm, toned, toned down, down like the yeah. yeah, the like layers of self irony and and yeah, yeah, the preachiness. Yeah, I mean, he's still you know, kind of like a self, uh, like a what a self titled like. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, what is the word for when someone's like, like internet troll, but before internet troll, like someone who like mm-hmm. like likes to push buttons. What is there's a word for Rabble that? There's a word for that. Sort of, but like more like succinct. Dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let's go with that. Yeah. Josh Tolman isn't as much of a dick anymore. Um, good, good picks all around, guys. Um, oh, I do have a Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Um, oh, um, Bedouin's first album, Bedouin. It's a really good one. I've mentioned her before. Mm-hmm. Um... Laura Marling's I Speak Because I Can was another pick. And The Staves, I don't know why I can't think of the title of this album right now, but anything by The Staves yes. is very fall. Um, yes, all all ladies who sing and play guitar for you. I love The Staves. And white ladies. <laughs> yeah, I oh, guess well. I guess like theoretically and aesthetically, any band that's all skinny white ladies could be a fall album, just because like I feel like that that's a very yeah. skinny Caucasian woman thing yeah. to just like it's, it's just I come alive in fall <laughs> when I can do my sweater acting. No, I might fuck up. I don't know if that one is white. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So my pick is. The Walkman album "You mm, and Me," nice. which I was nice. thinking about uh, their discography, at least the the albums that I've really dug into, uh, and you can kind of ascribe seasonality to their four albums, mm-hmm. where bows and arrows, bows and arrows, bows and arrows. Their first album is winter. Mm-hmm. It's very like black and white and bleak and kind of abrasive. Uh, the wall, or, or you and me, which is their fourth album. There were two in between that we just don't talk about. Um, <laughs> actually, I take it back. Bows and Arrows was their second album. Um, <clears throat> anyway, you and me, which is their fourth album, is fall, and I'll get into that more. Um, Lisbon is their spring album because it's like coming alive. It's, it, it, and it's it's definitely in reference to you and me but it's like a sunnier album there's a lot of optimism um they they recorded that album because they spent time in lisbon and were very inspired by it and then heaven is that has heaven the last one is like very summery it's like it's very confident it's very bright um anyway that is all to say that uh you and me is their fourth album as i said it was released in 2000 eight uh following a very odd album which was a verbatim cover of harry nelson's 1974 album pussycats um which they called lo and behold pussycats um yeah (laughs) yeah starring the walkman so it's so odd um this was kind of a return for them um they had some success because i think they were featured on the oc um a couple one or two other songs were featured on the oc um and yeah, they they were around that that time when like uh, there were crops of uh, you know handsome white boy rock bands popping up. Uh, you know, The Strokes, um, Phantom Planet, 
um, basically everyone that was featured on the OC or any, you know, WB drama. Um, and this, this definitely signaled like a maturing and, um, a confidence in their own sound. Um, cool little bit of trivia. Um, the album was actually sold in advance of its official August 19th release date, uh, through an independent music website with all the proceeds going to Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Um, and they sold the album for like five bucks. It's cool. Um, But yeah, this album is dripping with fall vibes. Um, Specifically, like, urban fall vibes. Not really, like, you think of The Walkman, you're not thinking of, like, a sprawling countryside. You're thinking of, like, a house in the Hamptons or, like, a New York brownstone or something. Um, But yeah, it's it's very atmospheric. Um, I couldn't find a source on this one but i remember i I think it might have been an old juan's basement video um from pitchfork um back when this album came out that i don't believe is is online anymore but they talked about um buying a lot of vintage instruments for this album that gives it this it's the sound of an old piano that's ever so slightly out of tune but has these very pleasant reverberations and you can hear that especially in the guitars um and i think the way the drums are produced is also very like spacey but intimate and as Sasha was saying there is a pervasive sense of sorrowfulness or sorrow throughout the album but it's it's sorrow that's uh talked about with a certain um morbid sense of humor um the opening track Donde Esta La Playa which I I feel like is a little tongue-in-cheek because that's like one of the stereotypical I'm taking Spanish 101 sentences that you learn how to say um just sets the tone so neatly it's this like you just feel a bass drop, not like a dubstep bass drop, yeah. but um, it's like the bass guitar coming in and it's so it's so deep and it's so resonant and it just reverberates through your chest cavity and give you gives you heart murmurs. Um, the other uh, songs also feel very boozy and also as Sasha was saying, fall is a great time to you know get really into your substance abuse issues. Um, a lot of the drums kind of, have this like stumbling quality. Um, in particular, there's a song called, oop, I wrote it down. And, oh, uh, so yeah, it's called I Wrote It Down. My name's Julian. I'm from the Walkman. Mm-hmm. Um, the drums on this song, Postcards from Tiny Island, uh, to me sound like someone stumbling home in a hurry in a drunken haze <laughs> from the bar on like a really frigid New York City night. And it, there's just the the album feels like you should be bundling up in like a coat and like an, a, a, a knitted scarf that's wrapped around your face and your cheeks are very ruddy after you get in from the cold. Um, but yeah, it's um, I think all of those disparate images that I was just throwing at you are you know cohes co- cohes form into a a very fall esque album. Um, and it's not without its bright spots. Um, Four Provinces is a pretty up, upbeat song. Um, that's one of my highlights. Um... Mm-hmm. 
yeah, not, not much more to say on that. Um, <clears throat> it's not a particularly uplifting album on the whole, but it does fit very well with the fall aesthetic if you want to feel like you, uh, you're really sinking into that, that vibe. Um, other highlights are On the Water, that features a really killer... We're, we're, we're really doing an unintentionally good job of, of uh, creating synergy. Uh, on the Water feels, uh, or features a very great uh, whistling hook. Um, uh, Postcards from Thailand Islands already mentioned. Uh, Canadian Girl is just like this ab abjectly romantic song that turns into kind of a cynical meditation on like almost like love at first sight. Um, but it's still very sweet in some respects. Um, and then the aforementioned Four Provinces. So yeah, that's You and Me by The Walkman. Their their whole discography is really solid, except for um, Pussycats. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, even their first album, which I forget the name of, but has has a, a few pretty killer tracks on. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So those were our fall albums, 2019. I don't think we fell victim to the challenge of naming them. No. <laughs> I'll go. <We> did. Um, <laughs> But one thing that we sometimes fall victim to, but no, we will rise above, we will rise to meet the challenge, is talking about our songs for the week. So since I went last on that last one, I will go first on this second one. From last to first. Yep. That's, that's the band. Skrillex. Um <laughs> So we were talking about this before we started recording, and I'm doing a last-minute pivot, Ooh. fucking up the paradigm. Shit. So I feel like I'm about to be betrayed. Go, go ahead. How dare you? <laughs> you, you I'm, I'm stabbing you in the front. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is also a song that is sort of a, a folly, folly vibe, fall-esque vibe. Um, but in general, it's just a really great, very sad song. Um, from the also aforementioned Bright Eyes, and this is the final track on the album Casadega, and it is the song Lime Tree. Now everything's imaginary, especially what you love. You left another message, said it's done. It's done. Casadega is the album that followed the dual album release of I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning and Digital Ash and a Digital Urn, which I feel like put, not put Bright Eyes on the map, but like solidified his place in the pantheon of folk rock music. And Casadega was, by all respects, a pretty disappointing follow-up. Um, he was just given a lot of resources and he made a very beautiful album that's a little shallow, but Lime Tree sounds like an alternate universe where he made an album that's worthy of being a follow-up to him, Wide Awake It's Morning. And it's this really somber, sad meditation on death and loss and contains some startling imagery. And he talks about a friend's abortion in a way that's haunting and beautiful and respectful. And it ends with... Uh, a simile of wandering off into the wilderness, having abandoned like 
material possessions as a as a metaphor for relinquishing oneself to death and it's got this string section that comes and goes and just like buoys your emotions throughout the song and I, it's still one of my favorite Bright Eye songs to this day. And it's weird because sometimes I feel obligated to listen to the entirety of Casadega just to earn the right to listen to that song. Um, because taken on its own, it can be almost be like overwhelming. Um, I wish they made a music video for it, like some sort of abstract artsy music video, but unfortunately they never did. Um, but yeah, if you want to get like hella sad, but also listen to a very beautiful song, that's Lime Tree by Bright Eyes. Okay, let's do that one again. We'll do. Yeah. Cuddle up and cry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who next? Oh, was it me? Yeah, it was me. Yep. Um, I am picking. <sighs> Sorry, I'm like out of breath. I was <laughs> emotional. <laughs> um, I'm picking Friday Night at the Drive-In Bingo by Jens Lightman. the country road is a boulevard with neon lights and nights open bars. In my jacket, pack of playing cards, just jacks. Jokers and a queen of hearts My heart is beating, beating like Ringo As I pull into the drop-in bingo Um, I, this is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't know why, I just love this song. It also reminds me of Fall because of the fact that I was listening to it a lot my sophomore year of college. Um, I think this album came out in 2006, um, and what I was reading about it was that, like, he, when he was promoting his EP, I guess he played, like, 200 shows promoting this EP. Oh, my God. Around the world in 2005. So he got, like, so exhausted by the music business that he quit music. Wow. For, like, two, for, like, two days. But, like, he quit music... To become a bingo caller. What? Excuse me? He worked as one, I guess. But like, <laughs> but yeah, he was like a bingo caller for like a few days. And then I didn't even know that was something that you could intentionally start doing. Right. It feels like one of those things that's like, yeah, I work at an old folks home and oftentimes I call bingo. But, um, yeah. Doggy. <laughs> um, but yeah when I read that I was pretty surprised by that um, yeah I love the song it has like this, these horns throughout um, and it has a it has a very Swedish country side vibe uh -huh. it really really feels like you're driving along the Swedish countryside and just kind of Rolling grassy hills. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, it is like it is my probably my favorite song of all time. And, um, it's just not been meaning to recommend for a while. So I haven't thought about nor listened to Ian's Lechman <laughs> since I think the mid or late two thousands. Yeah, yeah. It's, good it's pull. Good yeah. uh, my track is Halloween by AFI, which is a cover from the Misfits song.
Persona after Halloween, so I'm just putting it out there. Um, it's a more upbeat version or harder version of the original Misfits. Um, I personally enjoy it more than the original, but uh, that's just me. It was really when AFI was in their payday, in their prime. Mm. All Hallows Eve uh, EP, yeah. also mm -hmm. excellent fall listen. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if it wasn't for like that really long interlude from, I think, Halloween to Total Immortal, I would say it's a perfect EP. But that interlude's just too long, man. Just get, just get me to Total Immortal. <laughs> Fast forward it. Just True. like the Mars film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> large Nobody lost society for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, the, the Misfits version is definitely more campy, spooky, scary. Mm -hmm. Like... Uh, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah type vibes, but yeah, AFI re like kind of re-records it through the lens of East Bay Hardcore in a in a really yeah. pleasing way. Yeah, that that EP is just so good front to back. My my runner up choice was going to be Total Immortal, um, but I pivoted last second. I, I zagged on you, um, but yeah, that, I, I actually pretty much every song on that EP is like in my workout mix because it's all really like really high energy and driving. And yeah, oh, I love it so much. Good pick. Candy apples and razor blades. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Jillian. Yeah. Finish it up strong for this week. I'm gonna. Bring her home. So strong. To the tune of seasonal depression and the one year anniversary of this EP being let out. I let out? It's gonna be <laughs> Boy Genius. Going to princess. I almost did too. <laughs> it's gonna be a song off of Boy Genius's debut EP. It's gonna be Salt in the Wound. Like silks up my sleeve, tied corner to corner, never ending. Trick after trick, I make the magic, and you unrelentingly ask for the secret. You printed out the Instagram post and you just slapped it with, with some wheat paste on it. With every with every single comment. It's a really long tattoo. It is. Yeah. But it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um it's probably my favorite song. Oh, that's tough. It's tough to pick yeah. a favorite song yeah, so good. off of this EP. Yeah. But they originally released the first three, and then you'd wait for the final three for them to release the actual album. Um, so I, I originally really loved uh, Me and My Dog and Bite the Hand, and then when they released the full album, Salt and the Wound just absolutely killed me. Question. Yeah. When the first two... when. Uh, me and my dog and Bite the Hand came out, were you like, is the Boy Genius EP going to be all dog-themed? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking <laughs> that too. And I was all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Roll Over Play Dead. Mm -hmm. Fetch. <laughs> yep. And then I saw them live, of course, and that was amazing. All right, brag. Yeah. I saw Phoebe Bridgers three times last year. Wow. You know what? Well, we see her ghost every day, yeah. so NBD. Cool, Julian. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. But, that, I mean, I could talk about it if you want. Yeah. That would have been a good okay. What do you love about it? I love 
Um, it's, you know what, I think the entire album picks the best parts of all of their songwriting, mm -hmm. and while Phoebe and Julian are by far, I want to say, a little bit more popular than Lucy, mm -hmm. Lucy's still coming up, Lucy knows how to write an anthem. She's so good at a build-up. She's mastered it. Yep. She's got a few songs of her own that just, like... Night Shift? Yes. Oh, Holy yeah. shit. Night Shift is, wow. like, a slow build, and then it just explodes. Explodes. Yeah, so I think she brought a lot of that know-how to the writing of this album, um, and it really... It sounds like she maybe brought it to a writing session and was like, this is what I have as a loose, like outline and then let's just fill in the rest and they all brought so many great parts to it um and also julian baker fucking riffs at the end of it she's so good mm -hmm. yes um yeah when i was driving lyft for a short eight months um no burden had come out semi-recently um and that album more than any other album that i would play while driving was the one that people said Hey, what is this? Yeah. Hey, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah it, it was my version of uh, John Cusack and High Fidelity. Like, <laughs> I'm about to sell five copies of the, the Beta Band EP, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the guy goes, hey, this is good. And he goes, I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's going to do it for Did You Bring Your Pud? Pud? Oh, I quit. I quit. Kind of I quit. Those little ears I quit. <laughs> Get those puns out of your ears. Um, that does it for another two weeks for Did You Bring Ear Plugs, the podcast to which you are currently listening. Um, actually, no, it doesn't because I almost forgot that I we have reader mail. What? Reader mail. Time to read some mail from my readers. You listen. We read, but first you write with speed, but sometimes something. So, this is from a listener named Andy in Chicago, Illinois. I believe he's our number one fan. You know, I, I, I feel like maybe there's someone lingering in the darkness, like just, you know, slowly developing a deep and unsettling love for us. Uh, so I don't want to say that just yet, but he is the first one to write into us. So thank you very much, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Um, if and when you're listening. All of y'all um, catch up. Andy says, love the show, guys. Just listen to the High School album, uh, which by which I think he meant, uh, you know, our favorite albums from our teen years that uh, have stuck with us. Um, are, are our show titles unwieldy? Ah, I don't care. Um yeah. I Gotta Go With Jet, Get Born. They were my favorite band for nearly 10 years, wow. mostly because of that <laughs> album. And his track highlights are Rollover DJ, Cold Hard, Rude Woman, um, <laughs> and Are You Gonna Be My Girl. Uh, only like one or two, uh, Andy says, goes on to say, only like one or two tracks I don't love, all caps. Keep up the great work, guys. Remember us when you get famous and become billionaires. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Andy. Andy. Thanks, Andrew. Yes. And boy, I I feel like I that Jet single was so popular, I felt like I packed in 10 years of listening yes. just from hearing it ambiently. Yeah. I agree. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but reader, readers, Jesus. I'm losing <laughs> it, you guys. Listeners, if you would like to write into us and have your letter featured on the air, potentially, you can write into us at D-Y-B-E... I, that was right, and I like stopped for some reason. Yeah, at dybepod at gmail.com, and you can also follow us on Instagram at dybepod. Um, 
Our theme song is provided by Josh Stanley of Modaf. Modaf.com. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't be trusted with this anymore. Uh, the band Modaf, uh, a Chicago rock band that will punch your face with its sick riffs and hot tunes. Um, you can find out more about them at Modaf. That's M O D A F F. Bandcamp.com. Uh, is there anything else that I'm supposed to do at the end? Oh, yeah. Um, Jillian, if, do you have any comedy stuff coming up after I this comes do. out? What which will be up? not this Tuesday, but the next? Yeah, the next two Mondays after this, then. Um, I have my final shows at Second City, Monday nights. And what are those shows called? Conservatory Six Shows. I'm graduating from it just It just program. rolls off the tongue. It <laughs> it's so you catchy. Got a ring to it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so we can expect to see you on what uh, Mad TV in a, yep. in a couple years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Like, and yeah, you're, you're going to be being a racist, correct? Yeah, uh, like, dropping an F bomb. Are from Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, Sasha and Mike, you had something you wanted to plug? Uh, just oh, yeah. our Etsy shop, yeah. Two Kittens Boutique. Uh, Etsy.com. Is that how it goes? I don't know. Yeah. Just type in Etsy, then type in Two Bit Kittens Boutique, and you'll yeah. find some cute little pins. And hopefully some other things in the future that we're working on. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff on there. Go get yourself some stuff. There will soon be, hopefully, some DYBE pins on there as well. Or by yeah. So. Kitties crossed. Kitty, well, all the kitties crossed. Those kitties. Cross those pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how those work? Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, uh, folks, we hope you that you rejoin us in another two weeks for the next episode of Did You Bring Earplugs? But for now... We're going to say, go get yourself a PSL, crunch up some Levy's into that PSL. Um, eat those Levy's. Eat those Levy's, wrap yourself up in a PSL, and go to sleep on a PSL. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. bye.